Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to season two of the Women in Weightlifting podcast. Jess and I are joined tonight by Katie Estep, who is fresh off of her Pan American Youth Championship victory, as well as setting the snatch, clean and jerk, and total Pan American records. Um, actually shattering those records, and we'll talk about that during the podcast. So, <laughs> Katie, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank so, you for having me. So, Katie, I, I, you're 17, right? Yeah. Um, and but congratulations on you know winning the Pan American uh, Youth Championships. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, we'll kind of go through that in, in some detail later. Um, mm -hmm. But tell us, how did you get started in weightlifting? I was, well, as most, I feel like a lot of weightlifters are, I was a gymnast turned weightlifter. I ended up getting injured. So I had to stop because of that. And then my, one of my coaches, when I was at the very lower levels of gymnastics, her husband was a gymnast turned CrossFitter turned Olympic weightlifting coach. And that's where my coach is now, Kevin. And so my mom went to him for some basic like strength building work. And she didn't want me to just be sitting at home on the couch all the time after I was done with weightlifting because I went from being super active to having nothing to do. Yeah, so I'm going in. Yeah. <laughs> and I did some like basic squats. I would do presses, deadlifts. And then he was like, why don't you try Olympic weightlifting? So I started learning the lifts and then I competed. And here we are. I just kept doing it. Nice. How long have you been doing it? My first meet was in 2016, like late 2016. And then my first national meet was 2017. Yeah. And so, I mean, you've been competing, uh, I mean, since you were like 12. Yeah. My first meet was when I was 12. Yeah. So how far did you, how far did you advance in the gymnastics world before you, before you left? I'm not going to say quit, but before you got <laughs> yeah. gymnastics. I was a level eight. That was my final year. And then I was going level nine and then just decided it was not it. What was the injury? I fractured my L5 vertebrae on a vault. My hand slipped off and I landed on my upper like back neck and my oh. feet or my legs landed on my head and they oh think it's gosh. it. Yeah. How, what was the recovery? What did you do? I took about two months off and then I ended up coming back and they, it started bothering me again, like a month later. And they said I could get surgery to fix it, like fuse them together. But mm -hmm. I, gymnastics was kind of I was kind of burnt out and we yeah. decided it was probably best to just call it there it wasn't worth it yeah, yeah I mean, any issues in weightlifting with that yeah the, the issue they said was arching and since there's not too I mean there shouldn't be any that much weight or <laughs> arching weightlifting but so they said that was the big thing I've kind of had some back flare-ups here and there because of it but I just have to be really careful with like my rehab work prehab work and all that to make sure that it's still stable yeah Cool. So you just do a lot of back strengthening exercises? Yeah, in addition a to lot like of back strengthening. Other generic back strengthening stuff that we do? Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that could have been like really bad. Yeah, it was, that's why we decided. I mean, I was only 11 when it happened. So wow. we didn't want to push it and have something worse happen. Like it slipped, my vertebrae slipped. So mm. I have a herniation at L5S1. So I can't yeah. imagine it being like, broken wasn't very fun <laughs> yeah i mean that's that i have the same problem except <laughs> i have a big old baby and so won't i mean i just give up <laughs> so yeah in fact you guys are training through that is just insane yeah uh, it's not easy yeah so do you have a lot of pain when you train at all or is it is it better 
sometimes it'll come in waves, but we do a lot of stuff to help prevent it. And I go see a physical therapist and we'll go through stuff when it does flare up. But recently it's been pretty good. I have a very extensive warm up to like activate my core and stuff to help cool. prevent any back pain from flaring up. So, so like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? I do a lot of dead bugs. There's a lot of me like laying on the ground doing dead bugs. I do a lot of like planks, side planks. I do a lot of like hip and glute activation stuff just to get me warm. Cause if I just, I used to go just jump straight in and that didn't go very well. I would always end in a little bit of pain. So yeah, Smart. we do that. Yeah, if you're, you know, the typical youth athlete, you can walk in and be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll just throw weight on the bar and start lifting and, you know, no problem. No, yeah, I had to move on from that. I've progressed. <laughs> I've yeah. graduated. What a mature weightlifter you are. I know. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, I just, you have to tell us about Pan Ams, right? Mm -hmm. What was, just tell us everything. How was the lead up? How was the competition? What were you doing? Like, how did it go? I mean, obviously, you know, you won and you set records, so it went really well. But so what do you say about it? Um, I actually did a lot worse than I actually wanted to. I mean, coming off of nationals, I that I had a really good meet at nationals, and so I really wanted to just keep that progress going. So we had planned. We, I opened at my planned snatch opener. And then I made 81 after that. So I went 78, 81. And then I missed 84, which was really annoying because I know I can totally make it. I just have to build that consistency there. And then going into clean and jerks, I got to up about 75. And my leg, I stood up from the clean and my legs just seized up. And I like dropped the bar. And they were like, get the doctor. So I had to drink this really salty stuff that was really gross. And they were having me chug like Pedialyte drinks and stuff. And it just like kept cramping up. I could just feel they were super tight. So we lowered my opener on clean and jerk by like three kilos. And then I went out there and made it and like hobbled off after it because my left leg was cramping up super bad. And then I got off and they're like, do you want to take another attempt? Like, I'd, be, I'd already won, but I'd only tied the youth Pan American because it was my record from junior worlds that I had tied with 97. So I wanted to break it. Nice. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to do 102. And so they let me go out there and I like crawled up. I felt like I was in the movies when they're like, <laughs> they like walk up. And then I ended up doing it. It was a little, I mean, it felt really light, but I was so focused on my legs that I was just like, just get it over with. And then I did it. And right when I dropped it, both my legs seized up and I had to like get helped off the stage and stuff. So yeah. I ended up only doing 102 when my opener that we had planned was supposed to be 100. So I was kind of disappointed in how I did and how I'd done worse than nationals, especially with how my progress had been going up. But I took it. I mean, I still won. So I was like, it could be worse. <laughs> it, could, it can always be worse <laughs> well, there's worse things than, than winning on your opening attempts and then setting you know the pan am records that's there, you know, true not, not the but worst i guess thing. personally my personal goals i didn't quite reach the level that i wanted to so, be at yeah how, how was i mean how was the training leading up to the to the pan like between um nationals, nationals and pan yeah. that's a, a kind of a peak for nationals and then to, did you keep training heavy all the way through or did you back off for a while um, I had, well, it was since nationals was so long, my coach had to stay in Detroit for like that extra week when I flew back. Right. So I had that week where I was kind of, we have another coach at our gym back at home that he kind of watches things when my coach is gone. So I kind of did went a little bit lighter. We didn't want to push me too hard because it's kind of hard to have those quick turnarounds. Yeah. So I took like a week where I went a little bit lighter, did whatever I wanted. And then we kind of jumped right back into it. And then, I mean, it wasn't too bad. 
I had, it could have definitely could have been better. I mean, my numbers kept going up and we worked on strengthening my legs. So we did tons of volume work. So my legs, like my clean jerks felt a lot better. That's why I was disappointed that I didn't get to go a lot higher on those because my legs had just been feeling so much stronger. So why do you think you cramped good? up? I don't know. I, it was really hot there and yeah. I was sweating a lot. So I think I mean, I'm going to have to cut that bad. And I think I was just like sweating too much. And I just didn't expect it. Yeah. Where was it held? Too much. And then it was in Monterey, Mexico. Okay. So it was like 90 degrees every day. And I was just sweating a lot on the buses. And I think I just. Yeah, they, they don't really have industrial air conditioning down there. I there say. was air conditioning like at the hotel and at the venue but the like 25 minute bus ride 20 25 minute bus ride had no air conditioning so you'd just be sweating the whole time yeah when I, I competed in Ecuador they didn't have air conditioning at the venue yeah. and I almost died it was it's pretty bad and training especially I think I was just sweating so much and I just yeah you weren't accounting for that in your like water yeah. and sodium yeah and it's never happened to me before that was like the first it was bad timing but at least we've learned a lesson yeah, now you know moving forward in hot climate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to be prepared for the, for the drink extra water, drink extra electrolytes, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Well, what are your bests? My best in training are 86 and 107. Because I was looking, I'm like, you're not far off of the world records. <laughs> yeah, the youth world records. Yeah. That's what we're kind of going Maybe. for. Maybe. Do, do you have any... I mean, I don't think there's a meet left for you to do them, though, is there? I have Youth Worlds in about three weeks. And then there's Junior Pan Games, which isn't official yet. It's after the finalist comes out after AO2. Okay. So I kind of have to wait and see how it all plays out. But if I do make that team, then I'll have that one in early December. Okay. A lot yeah. of meets. I, I, don't, I, don't know why, I don't know why I forgot that Youth Worlds was, like, late this year. Yeah. So, I mean, are, are you going to shoot for – are you going to, like – Two for the world record? What, what, what do you, what do you, what's the plan? I think it kind of depends. I mean, we want to see how my training's going. And we definitely, I think our first priority is to win Youth Worlds at least. Because mm -hmm. I think hopefully, I mean, you never know. Sometimes people just pop up and then you're like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> so we're kind of, they haven't even sent out like a star or what is it? Star list or anything like right. that. So we don't really know yet. So we're kind of just going to play it by ear. I mean, I'd be happy just to win without the world records, but that would be cool. I think that's what we kind of want Junior Pan Am Games for, if I did end up going to that, because then it would give me that extra two months or whatever to keep training right. and hopefully have my numbers go up even more. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was looking at your numbers. I mean, you went from <clears throat> kind of 160 to 174 to 185 yeah. in 12 months. Yeah, I definitely picked up. I kind of decided after I went to AO1 in Utah and I didn't have a very good meet. And I kind of, after that, I realized I was going to junior worlds and I was like, you know what? I really want to make weightlifting a priority. Like this isn't something I just want to be like my side hobby, you know, something I do like after school. So we decided to really pick things up and then my numbers just started going out. I kind of paid attention to outside factors and then it kind of all came together after that. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, that with the nationals performance and then the, yeah, the, mm -hmm. the junior worlds performance, I mean, there's been some spectacular lifting for the last six months yeah <clears throat> that's why i was like you know I, I had to look and go look at what the world the youth world record was i'm like you're just not that far off yeah what is it, Mark? I, I don't know it's that 88 and 110 okay yeah so, my best jerk is 117 i just can't clean it 
Okay. Well, you said though you're the ability well, to strike a lot over the summer, right? Yeah, my legs have gotten way stronger because back in on, online youth nationals or nationals, whatever, just like the online nationals in December, I only cleaned like 93. And my best front squat was like barely a hundred. Wow. And it just did so much volume that my legs just got way much way stronger. You're killing it. Thank you. <laughs> so can you clean one ten? No, I've attempted it before, but that was a long time ago. I got under it and then I just yeah. We haven't gone heavy on clean and jerk since before Pan Ams. It'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the the problem with you know, like any with youths is you're on a clock, right? Yeah. It's not like you can be like, oh, well, I'll just do it next year. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, and we weren't even like thinking about it at the beginning of this year. And then like halfway through, I went to Junior Worlds and we were like, oh, wait, maybe this is like in sight. So then we're like, we got to rush. Because we only, I only have like three or four more months as a youth. Yeah. Like one more youth meet and then maybe a junior meet, just depending. Yeah. And then like you'll come up and kick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not yet. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, yeah, if you look at like the, you know, the senior nationals, I mean, you would have won senior nationals. Yeah, I just didn't, I only registered for youth because I didn't want to pay the hundred whatever dollars <laughs> for like every single level. So I only right. registered for youth. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, maybe this is like my one shot. <laughs> that's a shame. Maybe that's something a committee can bring up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I mean, I still won youth nationals, so. And I got like a total, so I was happy. You're, you said you're what, three weeks out from Youth Worlds? Yeah, I leave in tomorrow, three weeks from tomorrow, I leave. Now, where is that? That's in Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, it's a long travel. Are you going out early to account for the time change? And I believe I lift on the 7th right now for like the preliminary uh, schedule. Okay. I'm supposed to lift on the seventh, and then I get there the second. So I'll have a solid like five days to adjust. Okay, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I, I mean, I, I realize this might sound like a stupid question, but how do you balance like that kind of travel schedule with school? I actually I do running start, so it's basically where you take college courses in high school. Okay. And last year I was all online, and this year I had the option to do online, and I chose to do it at least the first quarter, so through December. I'm just totally online. Oh. I have like one Zoom class from six to seven on Wednesdays. No, like so the, start, I'm not even in school yet. Are the rest of them asynchronous then? I mean, they're- Yeah. Okay. Oh, so that actually works out beautifully for you. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. that's great. And then I'm able to train a lot more and focus on everything. That's why I chose to do it. Yeah, amazing. So tell us about your training. How, how many days a week are you training right now? I train five days a week. And, and then I do two of those. I'll do morning and afternoon. I'll just split them up because I have the time to, and I'm not really doing anything else. So, okay. So you train five days a week, but you do more. Do, how many sessions are you doing? Two sessions on two days, two of those okay. days. So and that, like, how many how many hours are you in the gym every on those days? I'm a slow lifter, so <laughs> <laughs> I would say about on the days I'm there twice. I probably say about six or seven hours maybe but probably like a solid two are just like <laughs> me just talking or like warming up or whatever because I like to interact with people and I definitely lift a little slow so you're so, in a gym in like a community of people yeah okay and there's some other youth athletes so we all just kind of like hang out yeah because you live for for alpha right yeah I, I know there's a lot of big name athletes 
that have come out of alpha yeah that's where he started from mm-hmm. uh, who, who else do you lived with i lived with megan stray okay and then, yeah and then i lived with some other just youth there's a couple of youth athletes like kendra hoover the really little 13 year old who's like crazy <laughs> oh yeah i've actually seen I, I i've seen her lift yeah who's been lifting for as long as me but she's like four years younger yeah she's a she'll be a rock star at some point yeah so it's nice having like all those youth athletes it's not just me going to some like crossfit gym or training out of my garage so it's nice nice having that community yeah kevin's a neat coach too i mean yeah uh, you can't tell him i told you this but he's not uh, really good we'll take that part out yeah i'll just i'll just clip that out out. (laughs) we like to have fun with him (laughs) you are a junior or a senior i'm a senior this year so what is the what's the what's the plan next year um i'm starting to apply for colleges i mean everybody told me to start looking at that and then now i'm here and i'm kind of like well i don't know what i'm gonna do so i'm definitely applying to multiple colleges but i'm not totally sure i definitely want to keep lifting but i kind of have to figure out how i'm gonna do that yeah we haven't really totally decided yet i I mean if i'm honest lifting in college is probably easier than lifting in post-college yeah because you don't really have yeah (laughs) so i kind of just have to find i definitely want to find a college that has like a good lifting community around it yeah, that's for sure. Well, I mean, you're in in Washington right now, right? Yeah. So is there not? I mean, I I don't know where in Washington, like it's Auburn, right? The, yeah, it's about what is probably like forty minutes south of Seattle. So University of Washington's about, but the only problem is there's really bad traffic here. Yeah. For me to commute back and forth every day, it would just be to train would be a disaster. Yeah. So that would be a little bit more. I'd probably have to live at home and then commute to school every day, which is also another whole issue. Yeah, because yeah, yeah the a forty minute commute is. Yeah, and that's day. with like no traffic. So with yeah. traffic, I'd be going right with like rush hour. No, thank you. Yeah, so we'd have to see. I'm kind of just gonna apply to schools and have my options, and then decide from there. Yeah, that's what you should do. Keep your options yeah. open. Yeah. So where where else are you looking? Um, I looked at Florida a little bit because they have the Florida Weightlifting Club. Mm-hmm. And I sent, they actually take, well, based on some of the research I've done, they'll actually take some of my college courses. Oh, so nice. then I didn't have to like scrap all those and start over. Yeah. So I think I'll apply there. It's just a little bit, a little far away from where I live now. So literally can't get any further in the United States. <laughs> yeah, on the total other side. So I'll just have to see. I'm definitely going to apply to UW and some like local colleges, but I don't know. I'll have you to know see. know what you want to major in or do? I want to go into business. I want to major in business and I either want to get my MBA or go to law school, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> I mean, that's for now. Everything could change. <laughs> if you decide to go to law school, you, you know you know where to find us. <laughs> Come talk to me and I'll tell you everything you need to know. I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a law school professor in addition yeah. to all the other random things that I do. Um, and so, yeah, if you ever, if you, seriously, if you decide you want to go to law school, yell. Um, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I definitely, I've always loved like writing and research and all that, but I definitely want to get 
my major in business and then decide from there because I feel like that's a good basis I just have to decide if I'm ready for the commitment of law school (laughs) it's not that bad it's really not that bad I lifted in my last year of law school yeah yeah, I was trying to convince Taylor because Taylor Turner was or Wilkins is looking at going to law school and I was like if you go to law school you can actually train full-time and still be a law student full-time yeah. I don't know your first year yeah I mean first year's a lot but you're not it's not that bad it's not I mean, as bad as people make it out to be you're a smart okay. girl you'll be fine that's, I that's feel right. like it has that reputation yeah it's yeah lawyers like to lawyers want you to believe that we had to kill ourselves to get through law school it's yeah. just not true Trust me, there's some lawyers that shouldn't be lawyers. So. <laughs> I feel a little bit better now. <laughs> it's less scary. But actually, I mean, I, that's, what I, that's actually what I did. I have a business degree and then went to went to law school. And I mean, yeah, it was, I, I loved law school. It was a blast. I love, I love law school way more than being a lawyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just enjoy that part. <laughs> yeah. We can we can have a much longer discussion over 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 lunch sometime with you yeah. when you start applying about why law school is so cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a bit of a challenge. Um, so let's talk about Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, are 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 you thinking about that? Where are you at in terms of like is that part of the calculus right now? Kind of. We kind of just, like I said, when I kind of decided to commit to weightlifting and make it a much bigger part of my life, we kind of obviously we looked at that, but with everything going on and it might, how it might be taken out. I mean, 2028 is pretty far away. That's a, it's a while to just keep training full time. So, I mean, but 2024 is kind of close. <laughs> I mean, I'd only be, I'd turn 21, like at like, cause my birthday is mid August. So I'd be turning 21. So that's a little like young, I guess, for weightlifters. I mean, I guess there were a lot younger weightlifters at the Olympics, but still like to actually do well. It's, and I mean, it might not even be in the Olympics. So at, at, I'm going to do an IWF d- update at the end of the, at the end yeah. of the day. But as of right now, we are still in the Olympic games in Paris. Better than nothing. Um, and all indications or that we will that we will still be there and like uh, like I said I'll do kind of yeah. the, you know the podcast today about where we're at um but yeah I, I, it's funny because I was just doing the same analysis that you were doing like three years it's a lot of progress to make in three years but then I look and I'm like you've done a huge amount in the last 12 months yeah yeah is it you know is can you can you pull it off and I was like all right well you know um that was interesting just wanted to hear your thoughts on it yeah I think a lot of people see a lot of progress especially in their junior years because sometimes youth you kind of hit that little like bump in the road and then you kind of once you I feel like a lot of juniors their numbers shoot up a lot so I'm hoping maybe I'll get even better I mean hopefully I'll get a lot better but I definitely I want to see at least I'll I want to try everything and at least know that I tried everything I could yeah to make it no if it's an option it's definitely not easy that's for sure no i mean i think some of it's gonna be weight classes too yeah because um, if they don't have a 55 yeah, yeah it makes it a little bit more difficult 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're the best 55 right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but definitely wouldn't be the top 59. <laughs> yeah. So it's a big jump between the two. Yeah, I mean, that, it, and you're right. I mean, to, to for you to bump up to 59 and really fill out that class takes longer than three years. Yeah. What do you walk, what weight do you walk around at? Usually between 55 and 56. Oh, so okay. I usually don't have to cut that much at all. <laughs> what, Mark? <laughs> Nothing, I was just thinking of all kinds of snide things to say. You can go ahead, say them. To me, not to Katie. 263. <laughs> <laughs> I, I weighed myself for the first bad. time yesterday. <laughs> How bad was it? 61. <laughs> that is a big cut. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know I love food too much. <laughs> I, who was it? I guess Jess and, and Janice both have like significant weight. And cuts. Tiffany. And Tiffany, yeah. All three of you do like these significant weight cuts. So it was kind of a running joke that I was like, are all the 55s just walking around at like 60? <laughs> have to kill themselves to actually get down to 55 for to compete. I mean, uh, I usually don't walk this heavy, but I've been eating at maintenance because I haven't cut weight for so long. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't competed because my surgery. So I've just been chilling, eating ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> I love eating ice cream. <laughs> So you actually, so your weight cuts are just like piece of cake. Yeah. I kind of just make sure I'm not eating a ton of food and then, or just, yeah. And then I kind of just watch what I'm eating to a degree. Dial in quality a little bit. I usually, some, most of the time I overdo it because I usually weigh in low 54 or mid 54s somewhere around there. No, I'm so assuming you're... I'll just watch what I'm doing and then I'll just overdo it. But there's no way you can get down to 49, right? I mean, that's just yeah. Not... It would take a lot to get down to 49. I don't have any intention of doing that. Good call. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know how to do that. I'm definitely, I'm never really below 55, so yeah. it's not like I'm kind of in the middle and I couldn't do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jordan walks around at like 52 or something like that. She's yeah. Person. So it's not too bad. Yeah. I definitely. How, how, how tall are you? I'm 5'2". Oh, well, you're just, you know, you're a giant for a 55. <laughs> I know. I was in Uzbekistan when I went to Junior Worlds, we all lined up and I was like, why am I looking over everyone's heads? <laughs> it was so weird. I'm usually so short. Right, I've never had this perception before. I was like looking around. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, but in, in, in all honesty, I'm a 5'2 is actually tall for a 55. Yeah, it actually kind of is. It makes me feel kind of good about myself usually i'm just like staring up at people <laughs> yeah it's not <laughs> it's not often that yeah you get to look down at the world you know yeah it's kind of weird let's talk about your favorite lifts which lift do you prefer um it kind of changes every other day i feel like i like jerks the best i know it's not actually a lift but if i could just do the jerk then i'd like that and i like snatches but it i feel like they're so hit or miss they just like some days they're really good and other days it's just not working out yeah but on the days that they're good I really really like snatches and I've always kind of struggled with cleans so I would I don't know it kind of just changes like every other week I'll take a clean over a jerk any day yeah I'm the opposite <laughs> I, I just have to get to the jerk and then usually it's fine M most of the time <laughs> yeah i was i i i don't re i don't specifically recall you ever missing a jerk 
I did it nationals because most of the time when I do, I get lightheaded and then I'll just yeah. like, yeah, I did. I, it up. I did make it out for youth nationals this year, so I didn't get to see you. Yeah, nationals. Let's talk about mindset and uh, and how do you like? Let, let's take your the, the, that one hundred and two clean and jerk at you know the Pan, Pan Am Championships. I mean, you know, you've got cramping issues going on. How do you how do you like get into the mindset of getting like ready to take that lift? Yeah. I guess I don't even remember it that much. My leg, like I basically got into the back and I was just kind of like laying there or like trying to stretch it out. But I knew it was a number I could hit. It was like two over what we had planned to open with. So I'd hit it multiple times. And I basically just knew that I just had to get it over with because my legs were hurting so bad. So I just basically walked out there and did it. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was even thinking. All right, well, I just remember say- thinking it was pretty light and I was mad that I couldn't do more. <laughs> Like, you oh, had confidence in your training and you knew yeah. that lift because you and I'd hit that hit so many times that I was like now do you do you get nervous when you're I mean when you're like your opening snatches or anything or yeah you know? my opening snatch once I get my opening snatch out of the way usually I'm fine I had this little issue where I would miss my opening snatches I would just like stupid misses and I miss it and then make it perfectly fine on my second one and then do my third and I was just upset that I wasted this attempt Mm-hmm. So we started actually hitting my openers in the back and then I miss it in the back and then make it on the platform. It Perfect. was just this weird mental thing. But <laughs> it hasn't happened. The uh, Pan Ams, it actually didn't happen. So that was nice. But I definitely, one of my things is I used to focus on not missing instead of like crushing, making the lift. Right. So that was a big thing we worked on was not me going out there to be like, oh, well, I hope I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. And I focused on feeling confident enough to know that I could make it. And that seemed to make a big difference. Yeah, I mean, it's, I love talking about mindset because I think it's such a huge part of the sport. Yeah. Um, and that the, the two the two lifts that I, I think are the most interesting are the the opening snatch when you go out and it's like, how do you get get that opening lift in the books? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the other one is like, how do you take something that's like, for you, an Olympic or a, a Pan American record or a world record, I mean, getting in the mindset of hitting that attempt. I mean, and so that snatch, I mean, how do you, when you go out on the platform, what do you, are you, are you emptying your head? Or are you focused on just like hitting it? Any cues? I mean, what do you, what, what else goes through your head? Um, most of the time I get really, really, really nervous before my opening snatches. So a lot of the time I just have to like, not focus I don't know I just have to really focus on making it I think of I have the weirdest cues they're really weird I don't know I just think of them in training and then or my coach will tell me something random as a joke and then all of a sudden I'll just stick and I'm like well now it's too late it's stuck in my head so I'll like think of those a lot and then most of the time I don't know I'll just usually go out there I always forget like looking back at nationals I don't even remember snatching I just kind of get in the zone when I'm actually lifting, like warm ups, usually I'm kind of, I talk a lot and I'm kind of messing, well, not messing around, but it just helps me get my nerves out. And then once I actually go to lift, usually I'm a lot more zoned in. Right. I think it's so interesting how some lifters run, they say cool and some run hot. So like yeah. you would run cool cause you're like able to joke around and mm-hmm. have fun in the back. Whereas I am more hot. So like, yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. It's me and my coach and I'm like really focused and yeah. look kind of pissed off or something. Um, so I think that's funny to hear different 
what works for different people. You know what? Um, you can see it in the back room. <laughs> the when differences? You, yeah, the differences. Like, you know, when you TC or when I'm marshalling and I get a chance to actually look out over the and see what's going on and you can feel it. Yeah. Because um, you get the people like Katie who are burning that nervous energy by talking mm -hmm. and joking around and then people like Jess who are like super hyper-focused and you can just feel that you're like, don't yeah. approach, don't talk. Don't, <laughs> do not. Do not talk. acknowledge. Um, <laughs> and then it's funny though, because like at the break and then the, and then the clean and jerks, that all that is just gone. And there's yeah. this like this just sense of real relaxation in the back room that is just really entertaining. I mean, you can feel it. You can feel the energy. That's yeah. the best feeling after snatches when you just like they're over and you're like, oh, yes. okay. <laughs> yep. Now on to the fun part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <For> you. <laughs> What's up, people? What is your favorite moment from competition? I would probably say, oh, there's so many. I would probably say my 103 from nationals was really cool. And there were just, everybody was there. Well, I mean, a lot for weightlifting me, especially in Detroit. It was like kind of the first one back where a bunch of people yeah. were there. And it was, I think Hampton was going on the other platform. So we were kind of going like back and forth. At least this is what my mom told me because she was in the stands. So there was a <laughs> lot of people there. I think a lot of people came to watch him. And then I just kind of showed up. So then I missed my opener and I was like, well, I want to go up. And my coach was like, yeah, no, we got to at least make one to win because that was to secure gold. And then I crushed it. So we made a five kilo jump. Nice. And it what that was the, what was that? It was a six kilo youth American record. And so I broke out. Well, no, it was a five kilo because I broke it on my opener. And so then I went out there and I made it. And I remember hearing everybody like yelling as I like held it overhead. That was really cool. And then I like dropped the bar and I like ran off. I don't know. It was really cool. <laughs> and then everybody in the back was like, good job. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's gotta be a fun moment to go out and break an American record. Yeah. And I just remember everything was like dead silent as I was like going to lift. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I just <laughs> made myself from so laughing. Serious. I like to laugh a lot. <laughs> That's that cool. do you listen to music while you're lifting um in training well actually as a younger person of our gym i've been banned from dj because oh. i like to rick roll people um <laughs> i like to play never gonna give you up by rick astley or play like random songs that nobody likes <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not allowed to play music most of the time. So I kind of just listen to whatever's on. Oh, that's super funny. <laughs> but in competition, like when I'm warming up, I'll like listen to music. But it's literally like a random playlist. I mean, I'm not too specific about it. I kind of like all music. That's actually super funny that you're like banned from the, for being Yeah, there. nobody lets me. I kind of, I've kind of redeemed myself in the last few weeks. They've let me play a little bit every other day. <laughs> what song did you like redeem yourself? Day. I mean, I just, I just put on the, I just typed in the playlist top hits of all time and then just put on shuffle uh -huh. and then it seemed to work <laughs> at least for the youth athletes. They seem to enjoy it. <laughs> now, some of the other people in the gym aren't as happy with my music choices. <laughs> I don't know, you know, never going to give you up. I mean, the, 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 the elder generation should be like reasonably pleased. I know my dad likes that song, but it's like, what's the right word like 20s and 30s they don't seem to appreciate it as much <laughs> no, no, the... appreciate it katie 
thank you. I love that song. It makes me smile. <laughs> I could PR to it. <laughs> I have people like one time I walked into my gym and the Hamilton soundtrack was playing and I was like, that would be the best. Oh, really? See, that's where I draw the line. Like, I, I like lift to this. Okay, maybe not lifting to it, <laughs> but I do love it. <laughs> we have lifted to the Hamilton soundtrack a number of times in the gym. You guys too, huh? Yeah, I dude, know I, every word, so I feel like it would like hype me up because I know yeah. all the words. I mm. actually do karaoke to um, "You'll Be Back," and That's when you good. come out in October, Jess, you can have <laughs> You're doing karaoke now. of me doing karaoke. Okay, we got wine, we got pasta, we got karaoke. We have so much to do. I mean, I am a terrible singer. Um, <laughs> and it does as not long as Jim sings, I'm in. Um, we'll, 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 we'll have wine and karaoke. That'll be, it'll be fun. Um, all right, so a couple other questions. Um, you know you're a weightlifter when blank. I would say when it takes you an hour to warm up before you even touch the barbell. That's for me, because it, like I said, it takes me a little while to get <laughs> nice and warm. <laughs> you know, Katie, if you're still lifting at my age, you're gonna be like, have to warm up for like the day before. Um, <laughs> like a whole 24 hour setup. <laughs> like 24 hours before you touch the bar. <laughs> That's funny. What about this? Uh, what's the hardest thing about weightlifting for you? I would probably say like the plateaus that you go through. I feel like weightlifting, especially as like, I mean, as a gymnast, I feel like it's a lot harder to compare yourself. Like in gymnastics, you could have a bad day, you miss some skills, but in weightlifting, everything's so structured. There's always those numbers. So it's a lot easier to compare yourself so rigidly to how you were doing like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And I had like two years where my snatch and competition went up like four kilos. And I was in school and I'd wake up at like six in the morning. I barely got any sleep. I would kind of just go to the gym and just go through the movements and not really care that much. And I definitely hit this like huge plateau and I just didn't really, I mean, I still loved it and I loved going to the gym, but it just wasn't as fun for me. And I think that's where a lot of people mentally lose their will to keep going. So I think that's definitely the hardest part is just hitting those plateaus and just not being able to get through them. And definitely yeah. makes it less fun when your numbers aren't going up and you're not PRing. So yeah, I mean, you have to find something else to enjoy about it. Yeah. I don't think I've PR'd in like two and a half years. Yeah, that's why I'm kind it's of taking the main this little spike or whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'll just enjoy it while it lasts. Because I had like two years where I was just, and then quarantine hit. Right. I was training out of my garage and I was just yeah. struggling a bit there. So I'm definitely, and then I have like my back will flare up or something and that'll cause a little more plateaus. So, so if you, when, during quarantine, you just trained at home. Yeah. I borrowed some plates from my gym and I just, we had like this little wooden platform and I just cut a panel mat. So those were on the sides. And then I kind of just did that. I couldn't go too heavy though. Cause I mean, I would send videos to my coach and stuff and he'd give me like tips and stuff but I definitely couldn't go for like PRs and stuff. And I didn't have a squat rack. So I had to stack up like paint. What are they? Little paint buckets yeah. and then go off of that. And I didn't want to knock them over. So I couldn't go that heavy. It was more just to like keep myself in the movement yeah. and let's like go for PRs. You made it work. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, my once we came back, I definitely PR'd a little bit because I think I'd just been building strength more than actually like going heavy. Nice.
Yeah, I mean, if you did did some volume and just kind of worked, yeah. worked, worked, then yeah, you get strong. I mean, it was like three months, so it wasn't like a huge long break, but. All right, Katie, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes. I, I give you two options and you have to tell me your favorite from your gut. Okay. 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 I'm ready. ready. Okay. Peanut butter or jelly? Peanut butter. Snatch or clean and jerk? Snatch. Competition makeup or competition no makeup? Competition no makeup. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Seltzer water or regular water? Regular water. Shorts or leggings? Shorts. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. Wrist wraps or knee sleeves? Knee sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) Alico or Rogue? Rogue. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Chips or cookies? Cookies. (laughs) Back squats or front squats? Front squats. Okay. Excellent. That was actually fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to come up with like good lightning round questions. So Jess got this and I think it's kind of cool. So um, very, very fun. All right, last question for you and then we'll let you go. what would you tell beginner lifter you? And I mean, I realize you're 17. So if you were talking to 12 year old you, what would you tell her? I'd tell her to keep doing what she's doing. <laughs> I think I did a really good job at treating weightlifting as more of a hobby and less of like the sport that I didn't focus on the medals or making teams that much at the beginning. I kind of just did it because I loved it. Nobody forced me to be there. And I think my coach did a really good job at like letting me come in. He was like, if you want to be here, then I'll help you become whatever you want go as far as you want but he wasn't like you have to be here at this time I mean he probably try and convince me if I tried to quit but <laughs> I think he did a really good job at just letting me do it because I actually loved it and I think that was the best part and how I just kept going even when things like I was on the list for international teams for years and I was just third best like there were always two people better than me and I never let that get to me I just kept going I didn't worry about it. I was just like, well, I love lifting and I'm just glad to be doing it. It'll happen eventually if it's meant to be. So I think I, I'm definitely glad how I handled weightlifting, especially looking back. Sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I committed myself to weightlifting like early on, like maybe I could be even better now, but I'm definitely glad that I was mature enough to make the decision to really commit to it. So I definitely think that's what I would tell younger weightlifting me. It's that's really cool. He's going. That's yeah, because you hear about a lot of youth lifters, you know, yeah. burnout. Yeah. You're so young and you're doing this so hardcore and then you're like over it by the time you're your age. Yeah. So, so I'm glad I kind of just kept going. I mean, there were some rough patches here and there, but I was glad that I was old enough to make that decision to really commit to weightlifting. Yeah, really cool. Well, Katie, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Um, thank you. And we will talk to you um, talk to you soon. So um, for our listeners, brief update on the status of the IWF and the IOC. Um, as kind of anticipated, we passed the constitution um, and with, that gives the athlete representation, gives us athlete representation in the Congress uh, on the executive board, does a lot of distributed governance stuff where like for instance, the athletes have a much bigger say in changes to the technical rules. Uh, technical rules cannot be changed without the athlete's commission's permission. 
Um, qualification standards can't be changed without the athletes participating participating in the decision. Um, yeah, there's a lot of distributed governance, uh, gender diversity requirements, the anti-doping language. Uh, if you take a look at section 1312 of the new constitution, um, basically what's happened is if, if any nation has more than six doping positives in any quad, not only are the athletes banned, but their entire federation is banned. Um, and so they won't have athlete, they won't have members on the executive board. So we'll, we will eliminate the the problems that we have with like Thailand and Egypt, who are retaining seats on the executive board, um, even though they don't have athletes competing in the Olympics. So we've we've gotten we've addressed a lot of those issues. From my understanding, the IOC um, and we're recording this on September 9th, The IOC yesterday uh, took no action um, with the IWF, and that was really, really positive news um, because no news is good news at this point in time. What we're looking at now is kind of the path towards the elections in December. Um, we've, because of the, the new structure inside of the constitution on anti-doping, um, there are a number of current executive board members who will not be able to run for re-election. Um, we have a couple more that, um, you know, we, we, we hope, well, we believe that the IOC is going to require us to have a few of these other people gone if they're going to leave us in the Olympic Games. So we've got some work to do between now and December in terms of elections and how it's actually going to play out, but we're in pretty good shape. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not nearly as pessimistic as I was two weeks ago when, um, when I did the uh, kind of the update in the middle of the, uh, uh, the interview with Maria Hayden. Um, and I think we're in, in a much better spot. I've, I've been talking to uh, Sarah Davis, who has kind of a direct line with um, the IOC. And then, and of course, talking to Phil Andrews, who ha also has a direct line with the IOC. And, and we seem to be doing okay. So um, I'll keep you posted in terms of like where things are at and what thing, what, what's going on. But I would invite, you know, <laughs> invite you to look at least certain provisions of the constitution um, they are, we made some really, really important changes uh, to the IWF constitution that should help us keep into the game. Uh, the biggest one, we're the first country, or the first governing body to have athletes with an actual voice and a vote in a, um, in a Congress. So that piece was uh, absolutely monumental. Um, anyway, uh, I'll close my update there and we'll let uh, Katie go grab dinner and Jess, you can probably go to bed. <laughs> okay thanks katie